Hi, and welcome to Dumb Dive. Uh, I'm Pranav. I'm Arvind. And so, uh, I think this, again, I think we're doing a new segment this, um, from now on, where uh, at the beginning of each episode, we're just going to talk about media that we kind of just want to talk about and bring to people's notice. Uh, and for now, I want to go back to Berserk. Because okay. uh, I recently went through and finished it again. The manga, uh, yeah, the manga. I, I'm not. I'm not going to talk about the anime. There was one pretty decent adaptation back in like the '80s, and then there was a god awful one in 2016 that was just uh, not very good. But yeah, the manga is a masterpiece. Just one of the greatest pieces of media. Because I mean. Every time I go back to it, it's it's just like it the the art style is beautiful, but it's also there's a lot of gore and a lot of brutality and just grotesque imagery and you know kind of Lovecraftian kind of invocation of horror basically. So each panel, despite the grotesqueness and like the the kind of really disturbing contents. Each panel is so vividly detailed and is drawn with so much care and attention. Like, you you can see there's so much mastery behind these these depictions, you know? Mm. So there's, there's real beauty in the horror. Like, not just in, like, a, a very, I don't know, idealized, romantic kind of way, but, like, in a very genuine, like, aesthetic appeal to the horror. Like, when you look at it, you can see there's so much effort and attention and care to detail. And, like, there's a reason why these things are drawn these ways, which is to highlight the the, the struggle of the protagonist to remain human, to not lose the fight that he's in, to not, like, embody that Nietzschean saying of gaze not into the abyss lest ye become the abyss or whatever, you know? Can't um, just drop Nietzsche and then just be like, oh, whatever. <laughs> no, no, I think that's the way it goes, right? Like, um, yeah. be careful. Yeah, I, think, I think those were the exact words you used. Yeah. No, no, no. Be careful not to <laughs> stare into the abyss for as you stare into the abyss, the ab- abyss stares back at you. Be careful not to be, be, be careful not to become the monsters or the darkness within the abyss or something like that. Mm. Along those lines, I think. I've, I've seen that saying so many times and I still don't rem- remember it. It's, I don't know, one of my yeah, favorites. Yeah, you I should guess. be staring at the quote about the abyss too much either. <laughs> <laughs> Lest I forget what the abyss itself is. <laughs> yeah. But like, but so yeah. the, the berserk manga is not like, like even though you mentioned it's kind of horror <laughs> and like thing, it's not your typical, like, you know, like, horror genre fiction it's no, not no, like absolutely it's not, not ghosts and like scary things of that kind it's more of um, a person it, it, is it it kind I, of is it, so like it has a lot of you know it has a lot of ghosts and monsters and zombies and all of that but more than that there's like there is deep philosophy to it um like at least in in how i read it because i am a, i won't say a philosophy nerd but like I do like philosophy, <laughs> and like uh, I yeah, I mean you are the kind who would like pick apart like fairly art patterns <laughs> because of the <laughs> so, philosophical um, tie-ins. Yeah, I mean, so so in berserk, like so 
I, I'm going to do spoilers here for a bit because I love I love talking about this. It's it's like one of my yeah. Um, in Berserk, there's this uh there's this idea of the God Hand, which is um basically these five kind of embodiments of humanity's sins. So one is lust, one is greed, one is sin, all of that. Um, and the way it goes is the protagonist's best friend reincarnates into one of the God Hand, basically by offering the protagonist and um, the protagonist's lover as sacrifices to the the kind of to like the despair and darkness of humanity. So these guys are basically embodiment embodiments of humanity's evil. Mm. And you know the moment I was reading that I was also going through um I think what was it? It was like a political philosophy class or something or a social and political philosophy class, yeah. Something like that. Um <clears throat> and we were reading about um we were reading this paper by this guy called Feuerbach where um one of the one of the thesis statements was um god is made in kind of like the image of man okay so basically we kind of we have to or we kind of conceptualize god in our own image of what we imagine the best of humanity to be you know mm. so like what we think of as the best traits and you see a you see cultural shifts and like broad conceptions <clears throat> sorry you see cultural shifts in like broad conceptions about god over like you know centuries as you know as civilizations kind of change maybe value systems or they kind of get annexed or um kind of you know assimilated into other civilizations um and it it was really interesting so like the this this god hand idea of in berserk kind of became this um inversion of like god in man's image where these are gods in man's worst image you know mm. and they have the most power Inter- yeah i feel like that's not actually <laughs> something that i've seen a lot uh it's I mean- it, it's really really and 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 like even in the even in the story there's like an entire there's like an entire arc that heavily takes from indian mythos so there's like there's there's like a demon king who becomes like indra he becomes the embodiment of lightning and like storms and fury and uh, do they uh like they he says i am indra Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. And then at the very end he grows to like his final form and he's like I am Shiva the destroyer of worlds. Wow. Dude like it's it's the Kushan Empire. Yeah. It's yeah. called the Kushan Empire. Like there there's like very strong there there are there are um there are drawings of characters who actually look like you know those pundits down south like mm. shaved head and with the with the namam you know the namam and the three stripes and everything and like the dhoti over their waist and these but these guys are like jacked these guys look like <laughs> they look like arnold you know they look like they look like jean claude van damme or arnold or like um the jojo yeah. version of like a yeah yeah, yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> yeah basically 
dude but like it's amazing like there's there's a lot of depth to the storytelling and the character writing and some of the quiet moments like berserk like every scene is great but some of the most beautiful scenes are the scenes where you can see the protagonist guts kind of just let himself be vulnerable for a few moments and he like thanks the people around him and like he's quiet mm. and he like takes in his wounds and you can see slowly how he's just slowly getting battered and broken from constantly fighting against himself fighting against like this constant unrelenting surge of like demons and creatures of the night coming after him mm-hmm. and like constantly protecting those around him that he's come to like realize he needs to like protect people he needs to care about people otherwise he'll lose himself to the fight so he needs like an anchor to tether him against like everything so he like starts building like these vulnerabilities these connections he starts grieving for people it's it's like you slowly see this change from like chapter 1 towards the end and like it it broke my heart like i genuinely genuinely cried the day i found out that the author died like i actually just i really had like a horrible horrible day because it struck me very personally because like berserk is such an important piece of art to me because of all these things and because the character's journey is it it, it feels like a retelling of the myth of sisyphus in a way as well okay. so the myth of sisyphus is i think i've spoken about it before in a previous episode but Can do it's a quick quick run through for anyone quick run through yeah quick run through is basically so sisyphus is uh, a greek king and he commits a sin against the gods and because of that the gods have condemned him to an eternity of punishment which is he has to roll a boulder up the hill up up this hill and at the very top just as he gets gets to the peak he slips it rolls down and he has to go back down and push it up again yeah and the myth of sisyphus is albert camus way of kind of comparing the human routine or human existence our day to day routine to the myth of sisyphus which is every day is this constant like moving against the universe and day after day you keep doing it and then at at one point you know you you find yourself in existential despair which is what is my purpose why am i pushing against this you know why am i pushing against this boulder yeah. why am i pushing it up this hill why am i struggling why am i fighting why am i going through this routine is it not better to just let go mm. and that is like the essential crisis to humanity and the way kamu kind of reconciles with that is you make that struggle uphill your purpose so sisyphus finds his purpose in pushing the boulder up the hill and when he reconciles with that you know he makes it his sole purpose he internalizes it and he like motivates himself into it and yeah. thus he pushes himself up more and so you know thus you know thus sisyphus smiles basically he has found his purpose he's renewed with the will to fight which is essential to keep living basically and so berserk is like i think a more it's a less esoteric way in that 
every day is literally a struggle for guts mm. you know because mm. every night he he's not given sleep because every night he is beset by you know these insane cruelties you know and during the daytime he has to move he has to keep going forward because he has like like there's a lot of back story to why he has to keep moving forward during the daytime but essentially he has to take care of his companions and like one of his travel mates is uh, was his lover but she's like lost her memory and she's like lost her mind mm. because of like trauma so he has to find some way to like help her and like you know kind of basically go through therapy in their way yeah. so some way to like reach her and like kind of go to help her go through her memories and internalize them make sense of them kind of get her healed in a way and I, yeah i'm starting to see why you would make the comparison between this and the sisters cuz it's like <laughs> moving forward but then you you start the next day and you're like the same problems still exist you're not yeah. really solving any of it and every day this guy is like beat up broken he's pushed beyond the limits of human you know resistance you know his his limbs are shattered and he's still like he has this armor that piece that literally stitches them together no matter how badly they're broken so he can keep on fighting so but it doesn't like numb the pain nothing so he's his bones are shattered this thing is literally just spiking through like 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 tandoori skewers right like spiking through and holding them in place and he oh. keeps fi- he keeps fighting through that and they show they show scenes of this happening oh where like God. his arm is like twisted beyond recognition and the the armor like pulls it back it's like it skewers it around into place well yeah but like now yeah but even 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 scenes like that are shown in like such deep like like beautiful detail like yeah. without any of the without any of like the the wounds being shown because the armor closes it up yeah. but you can see how it hurts him you can see like the change and everything yeah and it's not like like you can gruesome see his to be change yeah it's not gruesome to pain. be gruesome it's just it's a they're showing you the same life yeah it's just what the world is like and that's how you're introduced to it it's it's amazing like i can i can honestly keep talking about berserk but i do want to move on a bit more and talk about one more piece of media in passing just quickly cuz okay. i feel i need to shout it out a bit more which is arkham city <laughs> one of the most famous video games ever isn't that from like 2015 or something yeah yeah Maybe it's that? really old it's really old i just got back into it and man it like just story wise it's one of the best games ever made like it's just such a good story i've had it like, stuck on my like steam library for ages i never really opened it oh, like should, i know it's should. one thing i should but like i i never got to it i mean it's honestly like one evening's playthrough it really is it's it's a really like if you don't like get distracted by any of the side missions and you literally stick just to the quest line hmm. and you you can you you'll get stuck at like one boss for a bit but most of the game you can kind of get through fairly easily the mechanics are not that difficult it's a it's a fairly quick run through if you know what you're doing um and like just the story man the story the voice acting everything is so good like it, it and the graphics the night 
like the way Arkham is built, it really holds up even today, like in 2022. This game came out in 2013, so almost 10 years ago. Still mm. holds up. It's still a great game. I still really, really, really enjoy it. <laughs> and like I sat and I played four hours of it, like day before yesterday, even though I really shouldn't have. <laughs> But, like, I'm just, I'm so entranced by the world and the villains. Mark Hamill's Joker is absolutely, like, you cannot imitate it. Like, no one comes close to the kind of menace that Mark Hamill portrays as Joker. Like, he's so funny, but each line, each, like, dialogue that makes you laugh also just carries such killing intent behind it. He's great. And for a character like Joker that has been portrayed in movies and TV yeah. shows and stuff over and over again by a I lot of Mark different Hamill, talented, talented actors, for, for him, like this version of it to also yeah. get that big praise must mean that it's really freaking good. Dude, no. And Mark Hamill was the voice in the animated series, dude. Like the Batman animated series back in the day. The cartoon. He was the, the voice there. The grittier cartoon or the like goofy cartoon? The great, like the 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 one we grew up with, like with the justice, like just before the Justice League. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't so watch like, it on TV, but I just know yeah, that there's dude, multiple. It's called Batman, Batman the Animated Series. You know, you know the one when you see. Yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know the one. Yeah. But like, there's also so like I think Mark Hamill's like, a voice in that. The, there was an older Batman that yeah, just yeah, like that was a bit goofier. <laughs> that was, but that was like a live action TV series. Mm, yeah, yeah. Adam, well? Adam West, Adam West, right? That's the 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 one with the shark. No, that was like the the, that was like completely goof off. But yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I'm getting confused between the Batman movies and the Batman. I, I think you're getting show. confused between the because movies the, and the. I've watched a couple of the movies and those were phenomenal. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I genuinely still think that those are probably the, the dude, best the superhero Burton, movies. The Tim Burton Batman, the first one. With uh, Jack Nicholson as uh, the Joker. I have no idea who was it. Have you not seen that? Dude, Jack Nicholson's the Joker. He has the most... He has one of the best lines in cinema history. Have Have you ever danced with the devil under the pain, pale moonlight? It's, no, it's, I, I, dude, don't, I don't know if I Oh my god. You should watch this. I think it's... Uh, what's his name, man? Um, Michael Keaton as Batman. Okay. Uh, uh, the guy who played Vulture in um, apparently in... this is Batman from nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh That's no, the... no. So the... yeah, no. I, I, I'm, I'm this just... is yeah. I, I know about this one. Okay, this is different. I thought you meant there was an animated one which was voiced by. Oh, no, 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 no. I meant like the the. I th- you you were talking about the Batman animated movies. Uh, yeah, I'm talking oh, about those. Dude, and yeah, those yeah, are phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, DC's animated movies are really good. Like Flashpoint yeah. Paradox, I think, is one of my favorite watches. Because it's like such an interesting story, even in the comics. You know, Flash is... Uh, like, like, Flash has some really interesting stories. Anyway, like, getting back to the point, which is <laughs> Arkham City. <laughs> yeah, but it's... it's if it's, you've it's never played thing. this game from, like, more than 10 years ago, like, it's no, still no, no, worth no. playing. Oh, yeah, you, you absolutely should play it. But, like, I play I play it, like, every two years, and it, it holds up every two years. 
yeah. I don't know man like um I mean it's also just the voice acting the plot of the story is so cool uh Hugo Strange is given this incredibly menacing persona and like each villain is so interesting and so entertaining and like the bosses are clever and like they're like a different puzzle solving mechanic each time you're given a gadget the environment like makes you use that gadget differently the combat's fairly simple but like intuitive and it has enough depth yeah like and like when you play on a harder difficulty like there's actual challenge like the the um, the ai responds to you and like ups the challenge each time oh so like it's it's really good like i genuinely do like the game and i recommend it like for sure wholeheartedly it holds speaking up speaking of batman versus joker uh yeah. there was this one game that uh, that was released maybe around the same time frame it was called gotham imposters uh where it was like an fps that's a bit sus that's it, a bit it was... sus impo- <laughs> is that an imposter yeah, I mean, among us yes, <laughs> i'm sorry yes, i'm sorry among I'm sorry. us <laughs> sorry. Uh, but That's... yeah no so it was like an fps where uh like in the lore of the game uh there's a bunch of people who have become like batman fans or joker fans mm-hmm. and they start dressing up like batman or joker and oh teaming up and like have like gang wars against each other on the streets oh my god people on the batman side have started making like like homemade versions of things that batman would use in the comics so like <laughs> like the 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 batarang or whatever he calls it this and a bunch of game. other yeah yeah this is a video game what the hell and there was it was like an online multiplayer fps thing so and oh there was god. uh like the uh, I I don't know what any of it is called cuz I never got too into Batman but like the the zipline thingy where yeah, he can like grapple yeah. grappling hook and a bunch of those things same way Joker would have a bunch like the Joker team would have a bunch yeah. of uh, bombs like, and trick stuff yeah. and like trampolines that you can f- jump off and fly off yeah. and do a bunch of like crazy stuff so it would just be a battle of batman like like batmans of different sh- shapes and sizes and male <laughs> and female body types yeah. and all sort of things just like battle against the joker <laughs> and i love that game but yeah. nobody played it uh, sure. <laughs> so it, it was just like, like the same it 12 like a people dream to me yeah it, like as i said i'm like I know literally nobody has ever played this game <laughs> cuz like <laughs> so like in the span of 3 three... fever dream yeah like in the span of 3 years whenever i logged onto it it was always the same 15 people that were playing it. oh my god like <laughs> this oh my god <laughs> oh shit imagine being one of the 16 people worldwide who's played gotham imposters i mean it wasn't that bad i am slightly exaggerating but like probably yeah. because it was the 16 people nearby <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. <laughs> with like like server matchmaking stuff <laughs> yeah 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 fair enough fair enough but oh man i i have i have a like a very soft place in my heart for like these these type of fps games which are just like like <laughs> they find like one sort of like fairly bizarre concept and just make a like a fun multiplayer game that you can pop onto for like huh, a couple yeah. of hours with friends and just goof off <laughs> like there was another one like this that was uh, heavily inspired by max payne the video game which was yeah. extremely popular it's like you know like yeah, typical james bond esque uh, type uh, stuff 
where oh, yeah, yeah. James Bond wishes he was Max Payne. Okay, fine, whatever. But like, if no one knows what Max Payne is, like, you need to <laughs> somehow make a connection. So, no, I mean like, that was a pretty decent movie adaptation. It wasn't bad. Again, it's like as many people watched the Max Payne movie no, as played Gotham City Imposters. No, 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 no. It was pretty popular. Like, it did do fairly well, I think. Okay, fine. Point is, <laughs> Double Action Boogaloo. Was an incredible game that was inspired by the <laughs> Max Payne game. Where what the fuck is double action? <laughs> it was also like like an arena FPS type game, multiplayer <laughs> shooter. Uh, where instead of just like killing the opponents, you need to do it in style to get points. So oh. if you're able to like like That's dive in cool slow motion yeah. over a yeah. table while also like bending backwards and then oh, shooting man. them, like you get like super high bonus points. Oh, that's if, such a cool mechanic. That's yeah, such it's a cool it's mechanic. incredible. It's incredible. Like the that's whole point really is good. like you're not just yeah. trying to be accurate and be tactical. You're a, also just trying to be like, can I do a backflip off this wall yeah, yeah, while yeah. jumping into them? <laughs> Dude, that's such a that's such an interesting gimmick to sell like multiplayer because like like so so my experience with multiplayer is kind of limited because it's mostly just like Dota because that was the only multiplayer I played for a while. And like it's, I was hooked on. Dota is not a game. It's it's an arcade. It's a, yeah, it, it kind of is. I kind of had to quit for my mental health because I at some point I just became a really angry person and I didn't want to be one anymore. I'm dude. I didn't even spend that long playing. I spent like maybe five hundred hours total. That's I haven't put. I, no, 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 no. So like you should it's, not compare yourself with other Dota players. You need to compare I yourself with other people. No no, people. no, 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 I'm comparing <laughs> myself to Tejas, who's a functioning member of society. And he but has he's also decided to dedicate his life to gaming. Yeah, but he's played 6,000 hours of Dota. He still <laughs> plays Dota every day with his friends. No, no, but the thing is, he also plays with his friends. He's found like four or five friends with him. And they always have like at least four of them queued together. And at that point, it's like Dota is one of the most fun games you can play. When you have five people or four people with you, yeah. then there's no pressure. Then it's like, you know, you queue into unranked, you, you know, play, you pick your favorite hero, even if it's like a bad matchup. And you like, just go out and you start feeding if you're, if you fuck, if like one of your teammates or like one of your friends is like, hey, I'm just, I'm doing this. You go farm somewhere else, you know, you go take resources somewhere else. Then you just like, you know what? Okay, I'm running down mid and feeding. That's it. Then everyone reports you for griefing. You're banned for three days. It's good fun. Like it genuinely <laughs> is because you don't get angry at that. Yeah. You know, you're like, I did it intentionally for the re- for this response. I know it's going to like tank my behavior score, but I don't care because I'm not playing ranked anyway. I'm only in yeah. this for like the unranked fun matchmaking part. You know, I don't, I, I, I don't know why I just thought of this, but like speaking of like online games mm-hmm. from a while ago i i recently looked into second life again and I, I i just can't understand uh why new metaverse type experiences just always have to look so much worse than second life it's not like second life is like the pinnacle of graphics and online gaming mm-hmm. but it's just like that game from like 20 years ago still looks better than like what Facebook is trying to say that the metaverse looks like. Dude, I mean, I mean, if even if you look at video, like even video games like from 10 years ago, like look at Skyrim. 
Yeah. The environments in Skyrim are not the most detailed or whatever. Yeah. But they're made up they're made up for by like the beauty of it, you know? Like yeah, it's given it's, like real like it's not photorealistic but it's realistic appeal. It yeah, looks I, pretty. I think yeah, Skyrim is definitely one like I feel like one that stands out to me is Metal Gear Solid especially like the ones from mm-hmm. PlayStation 2. Yeah. Like they hold up. It's just genuinely they put a lot of effort into oh, what can be done with those hardware. So it's not yeah. like like it's like when you understand the limitations of what your computer or your in that time the yeah, PlayStation yeah, yeah. like the chip can do they stylistically chose certain mm-hmm. uh ideas like making a lot of things grayish green so it's like it's you not get difficult for the processor to yeah exactly yeah. you are making certain things easier where like yeah, a yeah. lot of ra- objects that are layered on top of each other can sort of be clumped into a single thing it's yeah. like a bunch of stuff like that that allows them to all, then do things like when you walk on grass you can see the grass bend behind you and then slowly mm. pop back wind. up yeah you can see wind you can see the effect of what wind yeah. is doing to the environment like that's yeah. just comes from like revolutionary for the time yeah yeah and, and like i mean if you go back a little further you know games like uh, legend of zelda or like ocarina of time majora's mask and mario 64 they yeah. were groundbreaking cuz they did like 3d environments and like fully movable like analog movement and like yeah. interactability with objects around you in the environment like an open world system as well or at least semi open world system they implemented all of that on like the nintendo 64 yeah. if i'm not mistaken which was yes. a 64 bit gaming platform like that's incredible you know like and those games hold up even now cuz they were stylized they look so like they look good even for this day and age like i played and, the remaster on the 3DS and it holds up yeah they like and the entire point i brought this up is as a diss against like the current gen of like yeah, the metaverse, web 3.0 metaverse stuff Where it's just like, like the web is we, so vanilla, you know. There's no style to it. We've come so far with hardware. Like it feels, We've, it feels so focus grouped, you know. Like yeah, you know, there's no, there's no appeal to it. There's no like, look at RuneScape, man. It's bursting with character. Yeah, it's so RuneScape. Like nothing else looks like it. Yeah, you look at games like uh, like. like in video games as well the ones that stand out are the ones where like nothing else looks like it or feels like it or plays like, like minecraft it or when it came like out it. minecraft exactly then um you know like even in the big games like god of war nothing yeah. else at that time looked and played like god of war nothing else was as mm-hmm. brutal or as like fun or as gory yeah. you know and always have at least one sex scene in a hot tub <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> or like uh, or like the early call of duties like modern warfare 1 2 and 3 you know yeah yeah like no other game had like such gameplay along with like storytelling at the same time you know the cut scenes weren't like you know they didn't transition into a 16 to 9 uh, wide screen ratio and then back to full they were like gameplay footage kind of cut scenes so it felt like a natural pull through the story You know, I think like like you were breaking up the gameplay. Yeah, like one one weird thing that has happened in the current 
I don't want to call it a generation, but it's like the current crop of these early, uh, like at least our early peak at what these metaverse apps or whatever right. are looking like is that they're trying very hard to ride that uh, Web 3.0 NFT yeah. bandwagon where all art for some reason or the other other needs to be computer generated and randomized it needs to be algorithmic you mean yeah yeah like i i don't i have no idea why that became a thing but of course it's just uh, a lazy easy bro. way for these people to make money yeah. but like when the- when nft bros get their hands on like dali software it's over the moment it's- they get dali too it's over <laughs> It's, it's awful. It. Yeah, so the Dal E uh, model is OpenAI's new uh, neural oh, network uh, sort of uh, models and engines uh, to speak to, like generate artwork using like a sentence, uh, like uh, prompt. You hmm. could say something in English, like you could say, uh, I, "I want." a man riding a unicycle but the unicycle is the size of the moon and for some reason and the model the would be able to... of like in the style of like salvador dali yeah sure and somehow somehow <laughs> the model is able to do that like it actually yeah. comes like yeah. i've seen like tests of it and you can go to openai's website and there's like a demo yeah where between like a few pre-selected prompts obviously yeah they, they show like, you what it, still it shows. can do it's still sh- yeah. and those pre those pre-selected prompts though they keep changing each time you refresh the page so it's not like always the same prompts oh really i, I know I, I no 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 it keeps changing i think because like i tried and, it a few different times and it had different images each time and like different prompts and like another thing uh, it can do other than just generating an image from a prompt is like you can give it an image and say something like uh move the like i think when i opened the uh, web page that they had they had mm-hmm. like this uh they had the model create like a float that looks like a flamingo and then have it placed on another image uh, and make it look like it is a part of that image and the like like what i mean is like you can have the neural network basically artificially insert an object yeah. into an image and make it and look natural make it look natural without it originally yeah. being there and also like have it move or like ask yeah, it to like place it at different like, yeah. locations and, and stuff and it will try to figure out how it's so this runs on um, so it's based on two things as far as i know which is uh, clip and gpt3 clip is like the image processing and labeling thing that it uses uh, and GPT three is, uh, is the, the language model, yeah, the NLP, the language right? artist, yeah, natural yeah. language processing, yeah, yeah. And man, like I think we we have we have spoken about GPT three before. I think I'm in not the previous episode. I'm not entirely sure we have, but I think that yeah, there's a massive massive growth in uh, yeah in natural language both, processing, both so, natural language processing and. Uh, Image, image and video processing, processing yeah. over the last three years, I would say, particularly, yeah. it's been incredible growth because yeah. uh, like I started like, like after graduating from college, I started working directly in video and image analysis. And at that point, uh, like neural networks being used for object recognition detection were just starting to become a thing. Like... 
it's ridiculous i'm talking 2018 like it's just it was just becoming common to use a neural network to do that like a lot of material and content online that you would see still used methods that were mostly proposed in like 2007 like the neural network approaches just took so long to to compute that nobody was mm-hmm. like willing to really use that in a real system then all yeah. of a sudden uh there were a couple of significant changes in how neural network computation is done as well as uh growth in hardware which i mean that has been happening more or less similar pace over the years but yeah. it's just like it's those changes in network design like i think it's both the it's the simultaneous change in how much like the hardware itself can handle along with how much more complex the software is growing and, yeah like, exactly each thing feeds off each other like yeah. it keeps feeding off itself yeah like, when you're getting is- like 10 20% improvements year on year uh in hardware a computer it doesn't seem it doesn't seem logarithmic yet you know it doesn't seem like we've reached a point where it's diminishing returns each change is like significantly faster yeah. even if it's not a 10 10 to 20% increase in speed it's a 10 20% increase in like the amount of multitasking and the number of like simultaneous tasks it can run Which, or it's like doing the same to, thing with less me- memory or something like yeah, that which allows you which to which amounts to a 10 yeah. 20% overall efficiency if not speed exactly. exactly which is like it's always good like i'm so happy with my laptop because of that like the the change in laptops i saw in like literally a year hmm. right so i had a really I, w- i was supposed to have like a fairly powerful notebook but then because it was like built poorly and like there were thermal issues and so on it started having horrible horrible problems mm. and then as soon as like i couldn't use it anymore i just toughed it out for a bit and then like mm. i got a new laptop because like i literally couldn't use the old one anymore mm. and then like the immediate change i saw was like so much like this one is so much faster mm. just because it's built better and like the thermals are good it's not even about the overall specifications though they are a little better it's just that the thermals alone make that much of a difference in the efficiency of the system itself like it's a minimum change but giving something space to breathe you know just somehow increases wow. how much it can do sounds like we need to have four day work weeks imagine right imagine <laughs> if the world would listen the fact that humans need some time to be- have hobbies have like life outside of work if if we <laughs> found out that robots are like need break once in a while and that results in better performance oh my god that's why it. are we giving them better like living standards than we are to ourselves yeah right though imagine imagine your robot has a better life than you <laughs> it does though kind of does actually man but like oh, speaking of having better life i want to rant a little bit about something because this has been this has been like actually pissing me off for like the past i think four years four five years maybe yeah what maybe. could this be so it's a problem i have with starbucks right <laughs> and this is going to ruin ruin every chance we have of a starbucks sponsorship so i'm i'm sorry <laughs> i just i have to man 
Because, like, man, I, I've, ho- I've held a grudge against Starbucks for, uh, for this ever since, you know? And, and also because, like, every- there's nothing else in the menu that's good. Like, Costa Coffee is better. Starbucks is just, like, horrible. <laughs> the beans are stale. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, like, I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> not supporting Starbucks particularly, but like, I'm just curious. So, Starbucks had this lovely, lovely, lovely thing, which was a matcha green tea latte. Okay. Yeah. No and it sounds, like, it sounds like the whitest thing possible, but it was so. No, that's so the chai good. tea latte. No, no, no. A matcha green tea latte sounds real. It, it, it sounds like something you'd order in California. You know? It's true. It's everything yeah. on Starbucks. But, sound like but, but this thing was so nice because it was basically a vanilla white chocolate mocha with like matcha green tea instead of coffee. Mm. And it was so nice because like it worked. And I mm. loved this. It was so good during the summer in Mumbai, especially, man. Can you imagine? It's like matcha green tea is fairly cooling. Like it's a lot of caffeine, but it, it refreshes you, you know, like it has a, like a kind of bitter, earthy, but like green taste. Mm. And like, it's really refreshing that way. And, you know, because it has caffeine, it kind of wakes you up. Do this in the middle of the day. It's like 45 degrees. It's humid as hell. I'm working an internship, but I don't really have much to do anymore. You know, it's like the last, it's like the last few days. That's why, like, I'm I'm done with my work, basically. I don't have much to do. It's like the last three, four days. So they're basically like, you know what? Read a couple of books, tag along with us, see what we do. But we don't really have anything else to give you to do. You know, there's not really any meetings going on. This is anyway, like, the least busy time of the year for us. So there's not much we can teach you anymore. I'm like, okay, cool. And then like, you know, lunch break, there's like a Starbucks and a McDonald's right opposite in like the mall. Because, like, this this office was, like, bang opposite a big mall. So, like, I could literally walk to the food center, get a meal, sit there and eat, and then come back within 15 minutes. Oh. Total. Total. Like, yeah, in total 15 minutes. I'm just trying to figure out, like, what did Starbucks do to get you pissed and all? They removed it from the menu. Really? It doesn't exist. Is it just, does in it just not exist Starbucks. in Birmingham or like not in India? No, no, no. Any Starbucks. It's not there in Birmingham. It's not there in Scandinavia. It's not there in America because I checked with my American friends. It's not there in India. It's not there in Cambodia. It's not there in freaking <laughs> Taiwan. It's not there in Antarctica. It's not oh there in God. fucking Zimbabwe. Dude, it doesn't exist. But it was it was the best drink they'd ever made. And they took it off the menu. And ever since then, I'm on a crusade against Starbucks. I swear <laughs> to God. I, I think. I th- <laughs> you know, you know that I'm saying, actually you know, you losing lo- it right now. You never know what you've lost until you can never have it again. That saying. Yeah, dude. It sounds like something I've Guts would now. say. Yeah, dude. I, dude. You know, you know, like Unravel, right? Like the, the Tokyo Ghoul opening. Yeah, that's me. Like every day I wake up knowing I'll never have the matcha oh green tea God, latte this- ever again. I, I really I'm in ex- existential despair because I can't have that matcha green tea latte ever again. I, I did not expect this rant to go here. But while we're while we're on it, so 
I my green tea rant. <laughs> Let me tie it into my tea rant. Yes, yes, yes. So it's really, really common in Southeast Asia, East Asia, Hong Kong, Singapore, any of those places mm-hmm. to have milk tea like chai, but cold. It's just mm. when it's forty yeah. degrees outside, you like, actually don't want it, right? You don't. Like I, I still want tea. I But just don't, don't want, want like hot, like milky, sweet ginger tea. Like it, like normally would feel great. At that point, I, I kind of don't want yeah. it. But like I still want something to want to hit that same like same sort of like caffeine yeah. spot. Yeah. And and I like an like a iced milk tea is just great. It's it cool. Is. It is. It's refreshing. So cool. It has the caffeine. It's nice. But it's just not a thing in India for some reason. Why you'd be like everyone's drinking chai. Actually, I think Ev- I think Chaios does do it. If I'm not mistaken, they're, they're starting to do it. But like most yeah. of the time, most of the chai shops uh, yeah, have like yeah, iced mostly. lemon tea, peach tea. Yeah, uh, yeah. they have, they have like weird, like, like weird, like nanari sherbet tea or something. But yeah. they wouldn't just have like cold know, like, milk tea, like like ginger chai, but with ice cubes, like. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's still great. But, but there's also been a massive like you know Korea wave, K wave thing happening. And mm. for some reason, along with that, there's been a huge number of bubble tea shops opening. Oh yeah, up. yeah. Bubble tea is start. Yeah, boba and bubble tea have become huge. Yeah. So at least because of that, like the concept, like at least like the yeah. mental like block of people being like. Or maybe chai is not supposed to be had cold. Is sort of like Slowly, fading away. Like, yeah. So, like, I'm, this man, is just this is just a shout out to Chai Point. Better. Like Chai Point, uh, you know, like you need to get this on your menu. Like, oh, yeah. like fifty rupee iced chai would just like Oof. absolutely kill the market. <laughs> Oof! Oh yeah, dude. I had um, so there's a boba place like two minutes from where I live. Yeah, so like literally around the corner. Uh, so I had um, I had milk tea with brown sugar, uh, brown sugar bubbles. Brown sugar milk tea. Yeah. Oh man! Oh man! It's so good! It's so, so good. good! I I had a sip of it and I was like almost crying because I'm like, oh man, this is so caramelly. <laughs> this hits the exact same spot as like a caramel coffee from. Uh, but it's not so- coffee. It's not coffee. It's like tea, but it hits the exact same spot as a good caramel coffee. Like, you know, you feel happy. You know, like yeah. your day begins great when you have something like that's just sweet enough, but has that really nice bitter or like the the kind of fresh caffeine kind of hit. You know? Yeah, yeah. It just makes your day nice. Oh, it's like uh, it's like the opposite of Suntory whiskey. <laughs> What? <laughs> I had a few Wait, drinks of Suntory whiskey, and it was oh god! It's like it's like the equivalent of Red Label. Like it's it's like drinkable, but it's not like I'd enjoy it. Wait, yeah. Red Label the tea or Red Label the the whiskey? Okay, okay. Like it's it's fine, but it's it's not the best, you know. It's, just, it's always been a bit like sus that there's also like a major yeah. chai brand that's chai brand Red called Label. Red Label. <laughs> And it's not even like it's not like colloquially called red label. They've just officially called it yeah, red label. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Come I don't on. know if there's a coffee copyright infringement thing, you know. Maybe. I mean, But let's not let's not give any ideas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think there's been enough litigation uh, litigation <laughs> hijinks I've been seeing on YouTube and Instagram <laughs> over the past couple of weeks. <laughs> I don't need any more. Yeah, let's not get into the Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not the, I'm not I'm not bringing it up. Let's also not get into Elon Musk spending a like a good chunk of like pocket don't money. Mention it, by, don't mention like it. Don't mention it. Don't mention it. You're dating the episode. <laughs> Yeah, all of this is going to get cut anyway. Mm, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I'm leaving everything in. Um anyway, uh but yeah, man, I I don't know how we have like how can we be contentious about tea? But like I don't know. I, I like, think I think like when about when you're born in India, like there's like uh like a seven page form that you need to fill up like on the day that you are born and tea and coffee are like really important on them yeah like on the day you are born like you need to put your like fingerprint and you need to sign this uh, form yeah, yeah. on it includes to be highly opinionated on uh, at least tea or coffee ideally if both if not both yeah yeah man and i think I'll, in like our kind of south indian like our specific kind of um I think household socio socio economic bracket i won't yeah. say just like community wise but like the bracket itself everyone's house kind of has like both tea and coffee like their parents yeah. drink both tea and coffee and like everyone has like really strong opinions and for most of us it's like a consensus agreement that certain things are like essential to tea and coffee Yeah like we like buy coffee powder from this one like like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like it's just like this atrocious looking shop at the back of this but like they very grind run, it like fresh run down shopping complex but they mm-hmm. like like as soon as you enter the like that b- big mall you can smell yeah. the coffee powder it and you can just like you follow your nose to that shop yeah. and, and it's, it's just like the best this smelling thing yeah dude. it's it's great it's like fresh roasted beans like I, i don't know man the word beans is so funny but like it's fresh <laughs> roasted coffee beans <laughs> it's just fresh roasted coffee beans and it's just that lovely earthy fresh smell of coffee you know like it it does make me like wonder like what other like bean like vegetable slash fruit could we roast or ferment and then like convert it into a drink like coffee uh, coffee i think i'm honestly surprised legumes haven't been given a go oh, actually no i guess they're too pro that they have too much protein to be like they're not carby enough to become alcohol or like to ferment well you know they i mean they, they are though, like that's that's the basis of of like dosa and adai no 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 rice rice and lentils i'm i'm not talking lentils i'm talking like uh, chickpeas and kidney beans yeah but and... still like i think uh like you can make think, like 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 I things think lentils like... you can't ferment because they they have more protein as well they're not just carbs they have a lot yeah, of protein yeah i guess they content. would they, like the a fermented lentil would still be solid yeah. uh, but the thing is like what i was wondering is could you take uh, uh let's say chickpeas 
do some sort of process maybe it is fermentation maybe it is some other sort of treatment like roasting sun drying something like that mm-hmm. convert it into like a powder that's like probably bitter in some way and like make a hot beverage out of it oh that way i think so the ha- it has to be something that has like a really characteristic taste and like something that can become like a tea and that won't be edible in any other way yeah i feel like like i feel like there's a place for like manatakali like black nightshade like mm. I, i have a feeling like something like that might just have potential because like the fruit if you have it on its own it's, it's kind really of sweet nice. and bitter at the same time it's like it's like slightly bitter kind of sweet and then like really tang like tart it's like tart yeah yeah like i feel like it has it's like what it's like i would imagine between, it's like in between like like if you've had a blueberry it's like a blueberry but like a a bit sharper it's i feel like it's like if you if you genetically fuse the blueberry with like a bitter gourd kind of <laughs> but more towards the blueberry side just like yeah, yeah. it is still a berry it's i mean is it a berry i don't know i don't yeah, know yeah it, it is it is i mean yeah. tech i mean yeah a berry is just yeah. like a label yeah, yeah exactly I, i mean yeah but either way like i i'm pretty fascinated at this actually i think that might that might be a possible um uh, because the 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 difference is when we when we like dry it out right we do it with salt yeah so it becomes like salty and bitter and then yeah. we roast it after it dries out entirely with like a bit of nay or like yeah. ghee yeah and i mean it goes hard like that was nice <laughs> and a bit yeah. of garlic rasam oh dude that's it game over that that like that with purposely or oh, dude yeah it's goes to there's, there's few things it's kind of it's it's i feel like it's almost like niche cuisine <laughs> you know what i mean it's not something oh, that yeah. you you get everywhere it's not something that everyone even locally knows about or yeah, yeah yeah i mean i'm sorry if all of this sounds obscure to you um come come over you know <laughs> drop by <laughs> not not to birmingham obviously but like we'll have a next luck. time yeah 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 next time next time actually you know what next time uh, next time i'm in india <laughs> let's host a let's host an official down down yeah we we'll, we'll put it up on twitter you know <laughs> <laughs> i think i think honestly like with that invitation it's a good place to uh, start bringing this to an end yeah <laughs> yeah don't worry we're not actually going to dox ourselves anymore but uh <laughs> on that note uh i'm pranav i'm arvin thanks for listening Uh if you want to really reach out for the potluck or any other questions uh <laughs> gripes about uh hot and cold beverages that you've been drinking the way oh, yeah. you get your caffeine if you want to fight us like yeah hot takes are welcomed and we will fight you if you have recipes for uh, an, a fairly easy to make uh matcha tea latte or whatever it's please called please let me know yeah let pranav know uh re- I can find us on everything i need find us on instagram at dumbdive podcast twitter at dumbdive gmail like dumbdive at gmail.com you can find and, uh, all of these links yeah. at uh, linktr.ee linktree slash dumbdive uh, it's all listed over there also links to the spotify and anywhere else you can 
listen to the podcast itself but you probably know that cuz you have made it so far yeah and uh, you know give us a follow and uh, if we hit 4 million likes on this episode or whatever 4 million listens on this episode i'll um, post an instagram thing with like my secret recipe to tea perfect so, like the best the best chai you'll ever have literally the best ever the second best chai that you'll have on this uh, on this uh, dumb dad podcast oh <laughs> i'll fight you over this <laughs> don't even <laughs> anyway okay. thanks for listening bye bye <laughs>